0: Welcome to Drone's Garage. I'm Jacob Portchard, and today is a special episode. We're gonna we're gonna talk to these characters here. We'll let them introduce themselves. Um, so this is sort of like we got everybody together that's helped us with uh, Rush Four. So we're gonna talk a little bit about it and the industry and everything else. So let's start with the special guest on the end. Ron. My name is Ryan
1: Schofield. I am the founder and CEO
0: of Quadra Stereo, and he is the one who donated the the copter here that we built and put together. And I'm, yeah. I'm Joshua Bardwell. I
2: have a YouTube channel and I helped tune it and talked about other things about configuring and tuning
0: it. Yeah, and today, this morning, we went out and tuned the copter. And so we'll, we'll get some episodes up
3: on that as well. And then we have- Bob Ulrich. Uh, Jacob and I kind of started the drones garage and we've uh, been learning as much as we can about FPV. We're, I'm still pretty new, so just trying to learn as much as I can. Yeah. So,
0: cool. So, I just wanted to have a quick episode, talk to you guys, and Bob's here to help ask me questions with you guys about what do you, what do you guys think of the industry? Like, where is it, where is it going? We have, we have copters, we have racing, we have, you know, a bunch of guys in the field. Ron's selling, selling these and all the parts and stuff to a bunch of racers. You sponsor some racers. Um, so, what do yeah. you, where do you think things are going and, and how fast do you think things are changing now?
1: Well, it's, it has been very interesting. It has been changing very fast in the last year. I mean, just 18 months ago, we had ESCs that were about three times as big and big old capacitors on the end. And so the last year has brought a tremendous amount of change. And uh, I see more and more integration happening, too, like with integrating in your OSD on your PDBs. Um, Four-in-one ESCs, uh, instead of putting your ESCs, you know, one per arm out here like this, 4-in-1s uh, have been around a while in a very large form and uh, kind of clunky and not very reliable. Because if you have one ESC go down, you got to replace, you know, an entire board. But uh, just as of late, a few 4-in-1 boards come down with very compact sizes and very reliable, like 30-amp rating instead of 20-amp rating. Um, they're 40% lighter. They fit on a standard stack like this so there there 's a c- lot of cool things like that going on and then, as far as what 's going on with racing in the industry, we could talk a lot about that too but um, it 's pretty exciting everything that 's happening uh, as a as a su- vendor myself it 's it 's hard to keep up sometimes <laughs> with I mean, I still have a small stack of these old ESCs out there, so there's a lot of risk with. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of risk with uh, stocking inventory right now too. But uh, yeah, it's uh, I try to supply everyone with the latest stuff that they want to have out there on the race course, as well as free free riders that want to just go out and fly with their friends. So, cool.
0: Where do you, where do you see it, Josh? We we did yeah. a tune on this today, and
1: yeah,
2: and, I, I I agree with what Ron said. that integration is uh, is very much where the industry seems to be going. For the longest time, we've had separate parts that we all put together. Uh, and people are really suspicious of integrated products, because if one thing breaks, yeah. then the whole thing's broken and yeah. it's ruined. But like these days, you can get a flight controller with a built-in OSD, and you used to pay $35 for each of those components separately. Yeah. And now you can pay 40 bucks for a flight controller with a built-in OSD, at which point you're kind of getting an OSD for 5 bucks, And if it, one breaks and you have to replace the whole thing, you're not so so bad not off. So bad. And I'm even seeing, uh, if you think back to the TBS, the Team Black Sheet Power Cube, which was the first that I think they integrated the ESCs and the flight controller into a stack. And now you're seeing stuff start to come out that is the whole. It's got a receiver, it's got a flight controller, it's got the ESCs and the OSD and the PDB, literally all of the electronics okay. for your board, for your, for your whole copter, in like a three board stack. And you're starting to see those come out. And that, seems, that does seem to be where the industry's going. It's very interesting and exciting. Uh, as long as the product is reliable and you know, not yeah. And I find yeah. it way easier because you just... That's the key is reliability. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you stick it all in there and you don't yeah. have to do much soldering. And just It almost long, takes the fun the out, out of it, I, doesn't yeah. it? <laughs> yeah. The right. building became so much easier with a stack yeah. of yeah. stuff that just snaps together.
2: And if it's, yeah. if it's 200 bucks for that electronics, whereas you would pay 100 bucks for it separately, then that's a hard case to make. But as the price comes down, it becomes more and more compelling yeah. to, to take the risk that one thing will break and you'll have to replace uh, another right. thing that didn't break. It's very interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. The, the other the other thing that comes to mind for me is, is it, it, rather than trying to predict exactly what's going to happen out there, kind of look at the problems currently we have. Uh, there are opportunities that I think industry will come along and, and try to fill the gap. To me, the biggest uh, problem challenge <laughs> is video, mm-hmm. yep. and you know there's there's some high def talk coming out, but to me the most important thing. Still is video interference and mm-hmm. you know stomping on one another. It really harkens back to me when, when FPV came along about f- uh, to me in my world about four years ago. Um, it really harkens back to when we all used to fly RC with 72 megahertz mm-hmm. radios, and we all had little clothespins with tags. frequency tags mm-hmm. on the boards. And, we, and, and there's such a limited number of channels. Now we got 40 channels, just in, you know, over the last couple of years, you know, we went from having eight channels to 40. Um, but still, the interference and stomping on one another, particularly at races, if, if some technology could come along that would do frequency hopping, and it's a very big challenge, I think, with the amount of data we're talking about with video. Um, but if if you could make the video interference free, I think is even more important than getting high def video. Yeah, it would be really I cool see. to be not have to worry about stomping on one another. <laughs> I, I cool. see. I see at uh, at the flight fest where they have
2: the big aerial battles where there's seventy pilots in the air. They're flying line of sight, of course. There's seventy pilots in the air, all with their and nobody's interfering, right? And I wish we could do that with video, with video. Uh, yeah, yeah. But, yeah. but if we could get five pilots in the air without interference, that would be fantastic.
3: What do you, so what do you guys think? I, I, this show is kind of aimed towards more at newer folks who are, don't know anything about FPV or maybe they discover this uh, from the show. What would you say your advice would be to somebody who's just figuring out about flying, wants to get into it? There's all this information out there. There's like tons of videos and you know, what's important, what's not important. If you had a couple pieces of information for somebody who's brand new, Getting into the hobby, what would you
1: say? What would you? give to a one. new person? Yeah. <laughs> um, getting in, new to the hobby, I always uh, that, with the risk of scaring people off. There is there is an investment in knowledge and learning how to build these, and um, there there is a temptation to go out and grab something that's ready to fly right away. Mm-hmm. And it is a good. And if you get the little small ones that you can fly indoors. Um, That's not a bad choice because they're pretty resilient, you know, they got protectors on their props and you can bounce off the wall and whatnot. But as soon as you get into something that you're going to go out and fly hard, you know, if you get something ready to fly, the first crash you have, you're down and you have no idea how to repair it. So um, even though there's an investment in learning how to solder all the electronics together and configure the flight controllers, I always encourage guys, um, it's like... uh, RC aircraft, you know, f- flying back in the day when we'd all, we didn't have ARF kits. You get out and you put it all together yourself and you, you set up, up, up everything. And um, so it's a hobby from that regard. And I really encourage guys to, to go that route as soon as they can because you could get discouraged, crash, you can't get your copter back up. Um, if you're all at all and technically inclined, it, it's, it'll be right up your alley. I mean, it's, it's really gratifying to build your own. And fly it too, so
0: I've built a lot more than I've learned how to fly, <laughs> personally, but I like the building process like i'm i, I I'm still yeah. I get behind yeah. it, and I'm like, okay, I'm just nervous
1: still <laughs> so
0: i I'll, I'll get there eventually, but yeah. it's yeah. a lot of fun um yeah. i
1: I really liked your build series, in that it, it's good to get a fresh perspective on someone that hasn't been doing it forever because there's certain things we all take for granted when mm-hmm. we've been building them for you know three, four years. Um, so I really liked your approach to it.
0: Thanks. Yeah.
2: And I would say, I would say, uh, there's such a huge learning curve in this hobby. You have to be an electronics hobbyist. You have to know about computers. You have to know about flying, et cetera. The number one piece of advice I would give anybody is to find somebody local who, because everybody in this hobby yeah. is so generous and so giving, find somebody local to sit down with you and help you through your first build because they will see all the little things you're doing wrong that you don't even know you're doing wrong. Yep. It's so easy to get frustrated because there's so many things to know, and just right. to throw your first build right in there because you can't make it fly. And right. Just having somebody to look over your shoulder is a huge help.
0: Yeah, and the very first one I built, I remember I cut it all together. I was at home and I was like, oh man, I'm going to try this thing out. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I said Bob because <clears throat> I was like armed it. It's in my front yard oh, on an open mm-hmm. space, and it just. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I have no idea what's wrong right, with it. Like, right, right. <laughs> yeah. You start there, and you're like, okay, this is great. I built it. Thing doesn't even hover. Like I, yeah. I yeah. Motors do. are yeah. hooked to the wrong, and wrong way. And then what do you do? Simple. <laughs> simple things. It, it yeah. ends up being like you get back into the beta fight and have conversations with Bob and a few other people, and I'm like, oh, I made this silly change wrong. Actually, I, I said something really stupid. I, mm-hmm. I, I, I said, like, the. The gyro setting because I thought it was the space and so the orientation borderline. wrong, yeah. and it, it just didn't know what to do, and so yeah. once I set it, like half hour later, it's like okay, it's hovering. Yeah, That's cool.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. I think along the same lines uh, as what Josh was saying too. I, I've met some super awesome people in the hobby that are just so generous, and like the community, kind of seems bent to get like banded together. Like when you yeah. fly with someone right. and you spot for someone, or you you help them with a the build. Like I, the people that I've seen in this community are, are like none that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. Total strangers who can come together and just fly and, and help each other out. Like it's, yeah. it's, it's something different, I think. People are super eager to see you get in the air and yep. enjoy the hobby. All they I, want to do I, is it, get you to experience that, that first flight.
2: Yeah. It really stinks yeah. if you live in the middle of nowhere and there's literally no one you know who can <laughs> yeah. help you. I'm sorry to people who are in that situation, but yeah. if you can, find a friend, somebody from the local flight club, somebody on Facebook. Get them to sort of help you. They'll be happy yeah. to do it. I assure you. Maybe yeah. buy them a pizza. It's like there's a, band a, of there, brothers there's a huge, here.
0: It's huge community. Like there's a huge Slack community for FPV mm-hmm. chat. Um, look on Facebook. Of, I mean, there's there's a of lot, lot of
3: local multi-rotor groups. Or just search in your area on Facebook. There's tons of groups. Yeah. 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 With a bunch of people that are willing. to That's them. what I was
1: gonna really wanted to point out too. Is that it, And I've been doing radio controlled for more than 20 years. So I go back when you know we built airplanes and 72 megahertz and all that. Something very unique about multirotors and FPV is the internet and mm-hmm. YouTube channels like Joshua's are invaluable. I mean the stuff that he puts out there educates all of us you know and a new version of beta flight's coming out every for a while it was coming out every week, right <laughs> a new version yeah got to keep up with all yeah. that stuff and uh, you know people call it youtube university it's true. Yeah. there is so much not just learning how to build, but sharing of your flights, which, to me, really pulled me into this mm-hmm. hobby yeah. Yeah. big time at the beginning. The first uh, time you see that flight footage, you're like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and then you want, I want that. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. <laughs> yeah.
0: Okay, so this, this chapter that we started was, you know, part of it was the, the Channel 9 thing came later, like like a couple months later, uh, Larry, who's part of the, runs Channel 9, he came, he approached Wada and I and said, hey, we want you guys to make a show. And we started it as just a Microsoft Garage chapter, mm-hmm. which is a group of you know extra clicker you can go after work and you meet up and you just sort of start a club. And so yeah. part of what we're after too is like, and this question for you guys like what what sort of things like we we don't look at the chapter and I'm trying to challenge the people in our chapter to say what what things could we as Microsoft techie geeky people do to sort of change things about quadcopters, and not just quadcopters, but drones, and so because Wada's more of a developer. Mm-hmm. She, she does all the shows on the programming of drones and stuff like that, and so what, what sort of things do you see where people can make an impact in the industry now that I could go back to the people in our chapter and say, we should do something around that. Like, mm-hmm. we should really challenge ourselves to sort of make something new that's different.
1: Well, so, the, the one thing that comes to mind to me, a lot of this stuff is open source. So, I mean, the firmware that runs on the speed controllers and the firmware that runs on the flight controllers, um, and the flight controllers branched off of a branch off of a branch. And now we're all (laughs) like on beta flight, but you go all the way back to Mm multi-Wii. The first flight controllers, You know, somebody hacked a Wii remote, took the accelerometer gyroscopes out of there. (laughs) I mean, it probably doesn't look anything like, I I think when clean flight came along, they refactored all the code. Mm I have a software engineering background too, and I could go <laughs> deep into that kind of stuff. But I was very excited when I saw uh, what uh, Mr. Cleanflight did with that code because I knew that's the key to open source. You got to have clean codes, people come in and, mm-hmm. and do something with it. But but I would say if you wanted to really hop in to you know the code base, it's open source, and you know you could contribute that way. Um, there there was a tent, there was a trend that went from Flight control software that had things in there for navigation, like you know, flying video, running flight plans on GPS. But now there was a there's a pullback with that, and the flight controllers are pretty much just acro, so they've kind of come down that way. But I could see there's going to probably be a, a new trend as well back into, you know, the the drones that do work. Um, that have GPS and all that. There, I don't know how much open source there is for that. Yeah,
0: yeah. I think there's. It's,
1: the, it's like G, you know the it's closed see, source. It's you, like you the companies that, like DJI yeah. and 3D Robotics. Yeah, like they do yeah. actually have the open source yeah. too. But. When
2: when Amazon starts doing delivery by drone, they're not going <laughs> to do it on an open source platform. <laughs> <Probably> I, <laughs> I would They're not going to fly to your house. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah probably not. <laughs>
0: no. So um, that's just cool that I, I I I wanted to make sure we were you guys you know for us, thanks to. You know, we, we invited Josh out to do some, some episodes about tuning. Ron and Ron uh, donated the quad for uh, the build we did and so I thought it was really cool to have an opportunity to get you guys on the show. Well, thank, so, you. thank you. I, yeah, I you really
1: appreciate the build series you did. It was fantastic, so thanks a lot.
0: All right, well, thanks a lot. So we have a couple more episodes we're going to do uh, with, with Josh, and we did some filming out in the, this morning, actually. We went out and did some filming of uh, tuning the, the Rush Forward, so we'll get those out to you guys soon. Until then, fly safe. Thanks, guys.